Podcast Sunday. You can't make this up, podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Donda. Donda. <laughs> Donda. 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 <laughs> well, shit, you spoke it up. Uh, Killer, you sent it out in the chat. What's y'all first reactions to the yay? Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Because I thought we had an agreement that we wasn't going to right. give a full review until how many listens? At least two, right? And one of them got to be in the car. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make it to two listens. <laughs> I, I, I'm already telling you I'm not. My second, listen, my, my, my second listen is going to comprise of hopefully track 8 through 26, but we'll see how far that goes. It's 26? Something. Yeah, 20-something. Yeah, I, uh, I didn't look at any of it yet. I just, saw the, just saw the text with the link. So can, can I at least comment on the first seven and just say something slight, just something, you know, lightweight? I, yeah, I guess that's fair. Damn. Yeah, it's I, 20, I, 26. I there, there's not a beat to a song until track five. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> There's there's not a beat to any of those songs prior to track five. There's they're all like chants and uh, it's bruh, it's 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 a tough listen. <laughs> so did you l- watch the uh, any of the different live experiences or whatever? I highlights on YouTube a little bit, but I kind of c- caught the vibe from Twitter. You know, just kind of like keeping up with you know when it was happening. I might have been on Twitter and seeing some posts, but. Like okay, there, there. One, one of those tracks got Jay on it. The other ones I, I can't recall, like, cause, cause it was just literally like nothing to grab you. It was just words and, but it was no beat to the song, so it's just like words. <laughs> so it took, it took me a while just to even you know, like. I was skimming through tracks because I felt like he was going to put me in a trance if I kept listening too long. So I would like skip an extra minute into the song just to see if anything changed and it was still the same vibe. So it was just a hard listen for me. Kev, did you watch any of the uh, live experiences? What you think? <laughs> I'm a, see, I'm a huge Kanye fan though. So I I didn't watch the I tried to watch the first one and I had to stop it because I thought he was gonna drop the album. I'm like I don't want to listen to it this way. Right. The second one, I don't think I watched any of it. And then the third one, I I tuned in and I couldn't turn it off. I thought it was that good. Like the mm. third one had me thinking this might be the greatest artist I've ever seen. Just for the fact of his like his creativity, like this shit, this shit was like next level. I don't think anybody in history, maybe Michael Jackson, is the only one that comes to mind that could do anything similar to this. Having all these live listening sessions, nobody knows what songs are gonna come out, and he's selling them out. Like he's selling each of them out. If he would have kept doing this, it would have just kept happening. I was almost convinced that Donda was never going to be an album, just these live experiences. So I'm surprised that it came out. Uh, See, for, go ahead, Kevin. Now I was going to say real quick, because you touched on it. I'm a huge Kanye fan, too. I don't want to get twisted, but I'm a huge Kanye fan up until about the graduation. 
Damn. <laughs> that's like, way. <laughs> dang, that's like way like back for me. College dropout, late registration, graduation, maybe maybe a little bit of eight oh eight, but like that's when it starts falling off for me. So I'm a huge fan up until that. And then it just kinda goes places that I'm not as much of a fan of. Just wanted to say that. Go ahead. Uh for me, I got to <laughs> track nineteen and track sixteen, keep my spirit alive, that's fire. Thank <laughs> that that joint hard. That got Griselda on it, and uh, Lord knows was supposed to have the locks on it. The one yeah. I heard had the locks on it, but this one got um, uh, J Electronica on it. He's and it's it's nine minutes long, by the way. Uh, yeah. So I would say out of the nine minutes, you get like a two minute verse from J Electronica, a lot of Kanye. Jibber jabber, and then you got uh, Larry uh, Hoover uh, Jr. talking about his father, Larry uh, Hoover Sr., being locked up in jail, starting the Disciples in Chicago, and everything like that. I mean, this is still a dope track, but that ain't what I wanted. I wanted the the Locks verses because the Locks verses was fire, so that's yeah. what I wanted to hear. Um, so mm-hmm. I I'll go ahead and finish it out today, <laughs> and I'll listen to Keep My Spirit Alive in Jesus. Jesus Lord, that's probably about it. Cause I don't even, I don't even like the song with Jay Z. Like that shit was just blah. But, yeah. So, so you said track what was fire? Uh, sixteen. And you listened to nineteen tracks. Yes. You have one comment. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dizzle, it's a hard listen. It's a hard listen, Dizzle. <laughs> All right, so so let me ask you this, Dizzle says, you know what I'm saying? You still rock with Kanye. And I, I mean I fucks with Kanye like to like Killer said to a certain point. Like the, the last album that I was like, I was like, this shit is dope was um uh Twisted Fantasy. Like that shit to me is still go hard. But you know, like that life of Pablo, debacle, the uh the gospel album, um I even, you know what? I even like uh, the one with Kid Cudi, Kiss Ego. So I kind of like that album. Yeah. So I take that back. Um, but it's a lot of stuff that he drops that just I just don't fuck with. I can't feel. And we were talking about this on last pod about promo. Like, there's no question in my mind, Kanye is the perfect person for today's era of social media, how the world operates. Like, the promo game is off the hook. Like yeah, just just like I, it's, it's off the hook. Not not necessarily say that is promo fitted for me, but promo fitted for people that like his music or like his fashion or like him in general. Like I'm almost convinced to a certain point, like people are not even into it for the music; they just into it because of the hype machine that's behind it. And the hype machine is Kanye. Like 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 Killer said, it's a whole bunch of chants on here. <laughs> especially the first 10 tracks like there's no beat so i'm just like what are y'all grooving to like, <laughs> I, i'm just saying like i'm the, i'm the, it's, a, it's a straight up question like what are y'all grooving to because y'all some different shit it's some yeah. super different shit like i mean you no know, it's like got features on there i know selena johnson singing on some hooks or chaining on some hooks travis scott doing this <laughs> travis scott stuff but when those artists like Travis Scott and the Baby and Lil Baby, like they on their own wave, I can understand why people fuck with it, even though it may not be the things that I listen to personally. Right. I don't understand 
how people is rocking with this and how people are losing their minds over this. Like, I just don't get it. So I'm not going to say it's whack. I'm going to just say it ain't for me. Hold on, because y'all was putting trash can emojis in the chat, in, in the chat, bro. Who? Uh, that was killer. Oh, uh, that was you killer. Didn't, uh, you ain't asked me yet. You ain't asked me yet. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you that first seven is hot shit garbage. Damn. <laughs> including, including the Jay shit. It, it, it felt like Jay was rapping to my five year old trying to teach her how to rap. Mm. What track was that? Cause I skipped it probably. I think it was like the second, second or third one. It was like it was like one of those moments where I skipped through to see if it changed, and I heard Jay spitting, so then I had to go back to where I skipped from and listen. <laughs> so <laughs> now this is an hour forty four. This is a whole. This I was is a movie. Say, you can yeah. go watch the movie. You can go watch the new Candyman movie and be done before listening to this. And I'm telling you, I. I might not listen to 8 through 26 until, like, Saturday night, Sunday morning before next week's pod. <laughs> like, like I'm, not, I'm not eager to go back to it. I might, I'm not, I don't know. That shit was tough. So do y'all think having the listening in the car experience will make a difference considering there's no, no. beats? N- not to the first seven I heard. I probably would never go back to those again in my life. Like, I, I don't even need to hear those again because there's nothing to listen to. It's literally, like, I can't explain it because I ain't been following it hard enough, but like it literally felt like I'm listening to like an old school interlude forever. But <laughs> yeah, but that's in, a good point. Like in 2021, like a 2021 version. Really, you really can't tell when a new song starts and the next one, I mean, when the old song ends and a new song starts. It kind of just feels like the same song the entire time. Yeah. Like, what's going on here, man? Like, this is. This is Kanye. This is Kanye, man. No, is—he's known for switching up his sound with every album. Like he—you never know how it's gonna sound. And this this don't sound good. This might be uh, ahead of his time, man. I can't wait to hear your replies next week. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Since since we since we taking it there. We got we got to go there then, man. We about to we about to settle this once and for all. Where the hell? Where is it? Discography. All right. Oh four. College dropout. Give me your give me your rating one through ten. Killer. Nine. Hold on. Let me let me get them out because I want to be accurate. That's my shit. I say nine. I give it a nine. 10. I give it a 10. I love that album. Great album. Uh, late registration in 05. Killer. Uh, uh, Woo! I'm looking real quick because I'm making sure. Uh, where is it at? Look at that. Look at that. There it is. Uh, that's a 9 2 for me. Mm. That's a 9 or a 10 for me. I, I don't think I got any skips. I'm looking through the track list now. Uh, okay, I, I'm the eyeball. The skits, the skits was funny as fuck. I'm the eyeball on late registration. I didn't like that album then. I listened to it recently because I was on the Kanye wave, an old Kanye wave. I get that like a six. I really was never a fan of that album. All right, at 070 Drop Graduation, it's a nine for me. It's a great album. Love that album. Where you at with it, Killer? That's that's my favorite Kanye album, so that's just the, that's just the tip for me. That's just my favorite one. 
I give it a I give it an eight. Okay. Uh eight oh eight, so heartbreaks drops it at oh nine. For me at first, at first, I was like, Oh yeah, this is the new way. This shit is hot. After probably, you know, a year goes by, I'm like, I don't really like this. So this is this is a this is a five for me on a good day. I only liked Heartless on that album. <laughs> so that's like low, like four, like threefold for me. I have to give it a, a six or seven. But then the impact, though, if we're just talking about just the song, six or seven, but the sound, the impact, the fact. That's true. Cause everybody like, sounds like that now. You almost got to give it a 10. I'll give you that because, like, Love Lockdown, I forgot about that, Paranoid, I'm looking at it now. So, like, those those did have those sounds that you just wasn't hearing, but look at where music is now. Like This no was 08. <laughs> I mean, not to be a hater. Not <laughs> to be a hater. This is literally Travis Scott. Travis Scott sounds like 808 to Heartbreaks. That's it. Not to be a hater. But this is nothing different. This is really like a Prince album. Like people act like he invented 808s. Like this is he didn't invent 808s. Maybe he was the guy that brought it to hip hop. But like right. these are things that Prince was doing. These are things that a ton of uh, European DJs was doing. Just because you rap over it, don't make it you the inventor of it. That's all I'm saying. Like I, I just like sound like a hater, man. How's yeah. that? How's that? How's that hating? Because of uh, uh, because a different genre, you know, the electric pop scene over in Europe. Because you get some money and you go to Fashion Week over in Europe and you go out to some clubs and you say like, "Ooh, I'm gonna just rap over the beat," and now everybody do it. Like you brought it to the masses, I guess, here in the United States. I I, did, I can't give him that much credit for it because that wave has been out since the seventies. Sound like a hater to me, bro. How is that hating? <laughs> because How is that hating? I, because I can't name. You said Prince. I don't think 808s and Heartbreak sounds like Prince. I know Travis Scott, and a lot of his songs sounds exactly like 808s and Heartbreak. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying, like that's like for me saying, like, oh man, if uh. Okay, you got older brothers. And yes. they like and they and they uh like it's a movie that they grew up with. Like, all right, they they hipped you to to G.I. Joe. And it's like, man, you wouldn't even be watching G.I. Joe if it wasn't for me. Well, that don't mean anything because you older than me. Obviously, you're gonna be watching G.I. Joe before me. I wasn't alive then. So obviously right. you're gonna watch it before me. So the actual guys that came up with this electric sound over in Europe. Those are the people that deserve credit for it, not him. He didn't know, invent man. the sound. He didn't invent the sound. That's all he, I'm saying. I don't, he, he, he gets he credit for, for some yeah. reason. He brought it to your palace. <clears throat> yeah, he brought it to the masses. He figured out that sound in hip-hop. We can say that. Okay. He didn't invent the sound. Like you said, he was born later than these niggas that been doing it in the 80s. But he figured out how to make it, it hip-hop. In 2008, and niggas was trashing eight ways and heartbreaks because it's like, what is this shit? Drake, Drake, the biggest artist of all time, is an 808s and heartbreak baby. Travis Scott is literally 
the 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 808s and Heartbreak replica. These are the biggest artists right now. Kanye was doing that in 08. If just for that, that's why I'm giving it. Not okay. for the songs, but I got to give it up. I got to give it up for him on that album. Innovative. Oh, hey man, I'm just saying. People had like <laughs> he invented it when it was going on since he was born. Uh, uh, my beautiful. Dark Twisted Fantasy. Really like that album. I get at an eight. And I think that's the last great Kanye West album, by the way. And that's in 2010. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Power, All the Life, got the uh, Runaway with Pusha, got the Monster Track. I'll give it, I'll give it a seven. I give it an eight. I like that seven. Okay, so in 13, he drops Yeezus. I'm going to get at a big fat goose egg. We Zero, skip and, We skip and watch the throne. Oh, I'm just going with the uh, with 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 the solo projects. Okay, okay. But but watch the throne is dope. I get watch the throne. If we doing watch the throne, that's a seven for me. Seven, maybe eight. <clears throat> I I'll give it a I'll give it a one just because I like Bound too. I think this was the beginning of his uh, like his new his new just way. For, with like with the album cover, and this is when the sound really started changing. I'm gonna get this one a seven. Woo. There's there's only one song on our uh, new slaves. I, I like that song. Uh, and here's when it really goes left for me. Uh, in oh, I uh, mean I oh, uh, 15, 16, 17, whenever the hell Life of Pablo dropped, and whatever it's version, fire. whatever yeah. version you fuck with, um, right. I'm gonna get at a a, a, a one. What have you re-listened? When was the last time you listened to it? Man, I can't even tell you, bro. This is fire. Even... No more parties in LA. That's about the only thing I remember off of it. Uh, real, 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 friends. Friends. Yeah, real friends. Real friends. Ultralight yeah. Beam. That might go down as one of the better intros, bro. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 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 This might be an eight or nine for me. Wow. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and give it a nine because it, it fucking uh, that's just the waves with Chris Brown. 30 hours, everybody thought Andre 3000 was gonna come in with a verse, never did. That's a good thing. <laughs> nah, I think but that's a bad thing. When I first listened to it, I was like, yo, is this nigga gonna drop in or what? Never did. <laughs> I think what, 30 hours was a good track still. Um, nah, I'll give it an eight or a nine. When the last time you listened to it? Uh sometime probably earlier this year. Okay. I'd be having to revisit albums when, just when I'm driving, like, okay, let me check this out again. And this was one that I was like, okay. He had it, he was in his bag. He was in his you bag. Said this an eight or a nine. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Where do you put? Uh, what type of number would you give Kendrick "Good Kid, Mad City"? Uh, nine or ten. Kendrick's so, be almost damn near tens for me. So this "Life of Pablo" is on the same level as "Good Kid, Mad City" to you? Uh, yeah, it's different vibes for sure. I'm not gonna listen to Kanye when I'm when I'm in a Kendrick vibe, and I'm not gonna listen to Kendrick if I'm in a Kanye vibe. They they give you different, you know, they fill different voids in your musical needs. So if somebody stole two of those and one more, you would keep those two. That was like the other one was an eight. You you would keep, you know. Yeah, Kanye. Kanye Pablo's 
You'll fuck uh, both of them equally. Let's say, let's keep this in mind. Life of Pablo is not my favorite Ken, <laughs> or Kanye album, but it is an eight or a nine in my book. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. More so an eight. Now that we're, <laughs> now, now that we're going into it. Now that we're getting yeah, into there it. we go. We eight. Go. All right, we got Yay. This is the one with uh the the first one he did in like Wyoming, right? Yeah. I don't know nothing on there. I'm looking. I ain't heard. I don't know nothing. Zero. If I if I could give a negative number, I would. Yeah. We can skip this one. I ain't <laughs> and I will have to re-listen to it because from what I remember, I don't I don't listen to any of these songs. From looking at it, I don't think I ever listened to it because I don't, I don't know none of these. Okay. You ain't missing it. None. <laughs> so, Jesus is King, uh, 19, the gospel album. I like it. And my I mama like it. like it. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I, I, I almost played one. I need numbers. I don't need I like it. I need numbers. Um, I need numbers. I give bro. it a six. No, nah, I put like four. Four or five. Like five, five. Let's call it five. Right in the middle of five. I think both y'all think it's lying just because <laughs> I, I'm a I re listened to it. There's songs on, on the my like playlist from this gospel album. Yeah, like Clothes on Sunday. I know I listened to that a few times. Water. Um, yeah, water. I'm trying to what else is on there. My mama love every hour. She be singing it. She be singing that joint. Hands on. Hands on, if I say it. That's a good one. Mm. Yeah, yeah, halfway. Mm. Yeah, I, I listened to that twice, and I'll never listen to it again. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so we got Donda. And we, we're not going to do this right now, man. Come no, on, we can't, now. We can't, we can't, we can't. We can't. We can't. That's not it's, fair. We gotta, it ain't even been 24 hours. I don't even know how long it's been out. I I ain't even get through the whole project yet, but for my money, it's been ten years since he had a project that I liked. And hey man, to each his own, I guess, man. Like I said, I ain't gonna say the shit whack. I'ma just say it ain't for me. And he got a lot of projects that ain't for me. Like Jesus is King ain't for me, Yay ain't for me, Life of Paulo ain't for me, Jesus ain't for me. Yeah. Half of his catalog ain't for me, which is fine. You know, hey, if y'all like it, knock yourselves out. Because <laughs> apparently, Dizzle, you love it. <laughs> Some of, most most of it. So was the was the Drake beef just all promo? Because Drake is allegedly dropping next Friday. We'll see. I, I think Kanye rushed this dropout so he wouldn't have to deal with that uh that beef because uh. I felt Petty Drake was gonna definitely try to drop on the same day and uh, see who's uh, see who could uh, have the bigger push and that might be ugly for Kanye. So he went ahead and did the midnight drop on Sunday. <laughs> random, yeah, random as hell. Oh, I mean that's straight Kanye. Like I said, oh, the yeah. promo game is serious. I mean, I haven't been on social media today, so but I'm sure everybody and their mama is listening to it, giving a quickest best review calling this the greatest project so innovative yada 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 after a listen and a half so but you're right like the things that drake is going to do when he drops is going to be totally different you know it's going to be 
hey, man, let me dominate the radio tracks and kill them that way. So we're going to see, man. I think it was, like you said, I did think this was a lot of promo, man. Because that's what it's about nowadays, man. Being the most popular on social media and being the most talked about because some way, somehow, that equates to money. You know, he's selling out arenas for listening parties, selling out, you know, uh, Soldier Field in his hometown of Chicago. Like, all that shit matters. Selling out merch, selling out shoes, selling out everything. So, I just, hey, man, it is what it is. I'm just skimming through Twitter, the hashtag Donda, just seeing what's going on. And uh, not, a, not a lot of shit yet, but. I saw one said how it feels listening to Donda and it show uh, SpongeBob like drowning in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's kind of that's kind of funny. But yeah, uh, if anybody ever asked me, bro, first seven trash, I don't think that's ever gonna change. Now, uh, hopefully, I can get through the, the you know the rest. Uh, I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm, I was hoping from the hype, but I kept people. I, I, I would see little nuggets, people saying like. Shit, I heard from Kanye banging this, that, and the third. So I'm like kind of somewhat in tune, but really at like a C or D level. I'm not really giving a bunch of effort. So I'm just kind of barely keeping up. So then when I see the drop, I'm like excited to listen to it. I like, I might listen to the first two before I even send it to y'all. I'm listening like, and as I get going, I'm like, I'm not doing this by myself. (laughs) I said to y'all, like, y'all, somebody gonna listen to it before the pod, hopefully. So. Yeah, kind of disappointed. So let me ask y'all this. Whenever y'all listen to an album, you know, you give it your one, two, three listens or whatever, and you make your determination about how you feel about an album. When's the last time you listened to an album was like, man, that shit whack, I don't like it. And then years later or after some time, you go back and listen to it and be like, oh, that shit is fire. I was wrong. Has that ever happened to y'all before? Um, Nas. <laughs> it, it didn't take it didn't take long, but the Nas album when I was first listening to it, I think we talked about it on the pod. It just shit, I thought that shit was boring, but then I just had that good little drive to Cincy and threw that shit on. It was shit, I was rocking. That shit was that shit was dope, but it only took what was it like a two week span, <laughs> right? Um, I'm trying to think, nothing like recent, recent, maybe. Maybe I, nah, I wasn't that bad. I want to say uh, Lil Baby album. I was just so tired of little this, little that, baby this, baby that, blah, 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 blah. Like, I wasn't, I, I wasn't even giving the effort. But then as, like, like uh, uh, the first album, that, the, what was that album that you just had? Uh, My Turn. Yes. I'm listening to that, and I'm kind of, like, listening to it, like, not with the efforts that I should. But then when I listened to it again um, on one of these road trips, it just made me sit back and think like, nah, these it's actually really he really do be talking about some shit. Like he actually he actually is spitting. So I was just throwing mm-hmm. it in a class in, in a class of like I'm getting old and this ain't my music kind of vibe versus right. just sitting back and really concentrating on what he's saying. And so my wife is a real like a lyrical person, so she likes to listen for songs for the lyrics. So her little chuckles and little stuff makes me listen harder over the years. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to the albums differently than I did, you know, in my youth or how I, you know, used to. So. 
Uh, the one that sticks out in my mind for me the most is Outkast, AT Aliens. I remember when that came out, I was in high school, and anybody that heard Outkast, Southern Playlist, the Cadillac Music, and then listen to AT Aliens, they are completely different. They don't mm-hmm. sound anything alike. You, If it wasn't for the guys rapping, you wouldn't even know they were the same group. Like the album, what they're talking about on Southern Playlist versus what they're talking about on AT Aliens, nothing alike. I remember I hated that album. Everybody in the neighborhood was like, what did you talk about? This is a fire. Like, <laughs> I didn't I didn't like Elevators. I didn't like Jazzy Bell. I didn't like anything on that album. I was like, this shit la, is black. La, la, la. Man. And it's been quite some time, but, like, I would say probably maybe, like, three, four years after it came out, I just listened to it, and I was like, damn, I was dead ass wrong. This shit is fucking <laughs> fire and like i will be playing it as if it was new and was like why you listen to that old shit like it's old to y'all but it's new to me because this <laughs> shit is fire like yo like like if i was to rank like the outcast albums equipment i would be first southern playlist would be second and at aliens would be third but like if you would have asked me that like then, that would have been dead last because I couldn't stand it. I couldn't understand what was going on. But AT Aliens is definitely one of my favorite albums of all time. Definitely, that shit is fire. Like, I can't believe I was so dead ass wrong about it. I guess it was just like because it wasn't what I wanted it to be. I wanted it to be more of the same, a Southern playeristic. So for me, that's the one that sticks out in my mind the most. Yeah. All right, fellas. Killer. How was your week? Uh, I I, I want to hear about this shit. Uh, busy man. I um, what I do? Been a few days working in, in edible, but not really working because my mind is getting ready for the second half of the week. Um, traveled uh, Thursday, Thursday, Thursday morning. Traveled from Cincinnati to uh, Tucson, Arizona. So me and me and Peso, shots to CEO Peso. He's been a guest on the pod. Definitely uh, one of Dayton's uh, best videographers and does it all. But he's a part of this crew. He's been a part of this grind for, you know, 10 plus years. Does all of our videography work, does all of our visuals, and uh, really believes in what we got going on. So uh, me and Peso flew out of Cincinnati. Um, my first time flying with no luggage. I really had to start. <laughs> This star swaggy about me. Like, I didn't have no luggage. I had a book bag that I carry at every event. I had the show shorts and t shirt that I was going to wear. I wore the shoes. No, I had the shoes in the bag too. I wore the flip flops. So, like, what I, had <laughs> off sh- what I had on for the show was in the bag. I had on gym shorts that I was going to sleep in for the flight. And my Nike hoodie, you know, I was comfy. So, this is my first time moving like that in the airport where I just got the car straight to the TSA line. No, dealing with none of that shit at the, at the check-in. So, yeah, that was cool. Um, flights was cool. Um, we get to Tucson. Me and Peso realized, like, mid-flight, we don't even realize, like, know where we're staying at. Like, we don't know <laughs> Like, we just realized how much we trust smoke. Like, we never asked the question of, like, are we staying at Airbnb? Are we in a, like, hotel? Are we... We never even asked. So... Uh, Smoke's flight gets to uh, Tucson probably a half hour after us. Um, 
we just ride and not asking no question. We stop at Walgreens, get the shit that we forgot, you know, the, the soap, the deodorant, the charger that I forgot. And uh head to the head to the Airbnb. We had a whole Airbnb, four bedrooms, had a pool. Um, literally got on footage. Uh as soon as I got there, I saw the pool. I took off all my shit except for my <laughs> and just jumped in that bitch. It was hundred and twelve degrees out there. Ooh. It was hot as fuck. So had the pool, had the kickback. We uh kicked back before the show. Um, went to sound check and that was like my first real, you know, like this is all kind of like our first real shit. Like this is a guy by the name of Xavier Wolf. It's called the Midnight Club Tour. You can probably YouTube see some of the highlights. It's a uh it's a mosh pit hip hoppy vibe like that he got going on, but he got a huge following. He sell out every city. So um, the club was super hyped to have us. They were, you know, sold out, um, had a super dope sound check. Um, then we had to, you know, go back and get our mind right, get ready for, <laughs> get, get ready for uh, something we ain't done in quite a while. So it was, I won't say I was nervous. It was just exciting to, like, I don't, I, I don't show that side of me in the city that much because I don't be in situations or gigs where, like, that's needed, but, like, that's always been the dream to do it like that. So to have the opportunity to kind of just hop on the stage. Like it was literally the promoters texting us. We're like 20 minutes away. Doors open. So I tell you this sound check at that five. We pull up the sound check. It's a line. The uh, doors don't open. The doors don't open till like 6 30. <coughs> and we don't put no wait, no wait. Doors open at seven. And we don't perform till 8 45. It's five o'clock. It's about 40 people in line. Damn. So I'm and it's like, is what how hot is it outside? Like like 108. It's cooking. <laughs> so nah, we see bro. that shit like we see that shit like hell nah. So we do the do the sound check. We leave. Uh, we come back like 20 minutes away. I don't know the vibes, but Smoke has done a few shows already with this tour. So this is my first time getting to be able to get on board and, and have some open dates because my pandemic. You know, weddings have been two years worth of gigs. My calendar is crazy, so missing a lot of sweet shows on this tour. We could we could we could be doing a lot more shows than what we're doing, but um, I don't know the vibe. So we're pulling up. The promoters texting us, "Where you at? Where you at? Where you at?" Come to find out, this whole time they just been standing in a room waiting for the show to start. There's no music being played. It's just people gathered waiting, mm. and and they in there. So we park. Everybody outside, like, move the cone, let us in. Like, uh, sound check, it's just a flash drive. There's no laptop. I just got to put my flash drive into a CDJ, and I just pull up the tracks, and we rock it. Now, every every show I do, I am always have a couple little crowd pleasers. So um, I had a couple little, like, Duke Deuce or Get Pay, Young Nigga. You know, I had just some, some tracks to just party for a second. So um, I'm walking up to the stage, not knowing that people are standing there doing nothing. Like, I know it's deep, but I don't hear no music. So I'm like, what's he doing? <laughs> I, I walk on stage, bro. It's like, <sighs> like they, they just happy to see somebody come to the motherfucking turntables. So it fit in right to what I was doing. Two sound, what the fuck is up? They screaming. They giving me energy. So we just party for three or four minutes, getting, them, getting the show right, and then bring out smoke. And uh, they scream him on stage, and we literally... I like I black out. Like we just we just rock out. I'm losing my shit. I'm sweating in ten minutes. Um, but, but we did three tracks. Um, everything went great on the show wise. Uh, it was our first time we were rocking like that in a long time. A lot of, like you said, you asked how we getting this done. 
where he in LA and I'm in Dayton, but we've had daily conversations, daily, you know, preps of how we gonna rock these tracks and knowing that we're both gonna be diligent and on our own ends of getting it done and, and knowing that like, taking it serious because that's a big part of our show is that kind of call and response that we do over these tracks. So it was just dope to see it all come come to life in, in a crowd that just, whether they fuck with it or not, they they give you the energy, like they, they're ready to have a good time with you. So whether they know it, whether they don't know it, whatever. That's what's up. Because you, it's, it's a, a hit or miss <clears throat> in terms of like, if they don't know the song, yeah. whether they gonna rock with it or not. But from the footage that we saw, they was in there jumping, you was, Bounce, bounce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was getting my Khaled on for sure. I was turned up in there. I was. They had me hyping. I like I was in there dancing. I, I ended up playing Duke Deuce for one of the songs before Smoke came out, and that shit got them so turned. The mosh pit and started happening. So I'm just off feet off the energy. I'm just vibing. They're like, go, go. So I'm out there. You ain't stay stuff. Yeah. So I, I, I thought about it. I thought about it. They might have fucked around and moved on my big ass. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, nah, it was super cool. We uh, stayed around in the green room, chilled out, watched a uh, dude named Xavier Wolf. He's like, the, this is his tour. But, like, they fucking with him. He come out, and it's like motherfucking the locks came out. Like, it's, it's, ah, it's crazy. They just, the energy, they mosh pitting. They, like, people, literally the security kept running in the green room, grabbing bottles of water. People were, like, passing out. Mm-hmm. Like, they were bringing people over the crowd and laying them out in the hallway, like, giving them water because they done lost their shit. So that's the vibe. So it's nice to see that still happens. I, like, I, I'm just excited to be invited on this thing and be a part of it, you know, getting to make some money doing what we really wanted to do this way. And uh, we got literally starting September, I want to say 10th, September 17th. That, that whole week we got Portland. Fresno, Sacramento, L.A., and then we uh, got Orlando in October. So we're really going to be hitting four cities in one week. It's going to be it's going to be cool. So we're super excited, super, super charged about it and uh, seeing what's going to happen. So hopefully, uh, hopefully the next one, like this is the start of the next one, because already we meet some important people that's really, you know, digging it. And it's been cool. That's what's up, man. Congratulations. But, Appreciate you. But you ain't done. You wasn't done. You came back and did a wedding like the very next day. Brother, so that's that's my schedule for these shows. So I had to so let's 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 start from last Saturday. I was in Nashville. I had to drive to Nashville. Well, last Friday I did it in Dayton, Ohio at a church. But then got up Saturday morning, drove to Nashville, powered nap for 45 minutes, got up, set my stuff up, came back, showered, got something to eat, put on my clothes, and DJ the gig in Nashville. Got up Sunday morning, had breakfast, came back, took a little power nap, packed up, and drove home. Worked a couple of days, flew to Tucson on Thursday, did a show Thursday night, got up Friday morning, flew back. I ain't tell you this part. Dallas to Cincinnati coming home was a bunch of delays due to like ground staffing. So like mm-hmm. the plane, the, the plane will land, but they would have nobody to like park it. The plane would land. They would have nobody to bring the hallway to the plane so you can get off. Like, it was a bunch of, like, 30, 40-minute delays in each process from Dallas to Cincinnati. We were supposed to leave at 6.30 and land at 10. We left at 9.30. No, we left at 10, landed at, like, 12.30, 1 o'clock, got home at, like, 2 in the morning. That's the worst. 
had a delay on that end. Um, had to get up. So that was Friday to Saturday morning. I had to get up by 11 to go set up for the wedding that I had Saturday. And then came home, took a 30-minute power nap, got dressed, you know, got the kids situated, and did a wedding last night. So this is my first day of like, <sighs> so I've been really been moving. And then all again, I got a wedding. I got a two-day wedding this weekend for Labor Day weekend, African wedding. They booked me for two days. They're doing a two-day celebration. So I got that back-to-back, the third and the fourth. And then when these shows start, I got a wedding right before the shows, the week of the shows. I fly back. The L.A. show is on Friday. The L.A. show is at, we open at 845. My flight is at midnight. I have a red eye right after the the show because I have a wedding in Columbus Saturday. So I got to get from L.A. to Dayton. By the the wedding starts at like seven, the reception at seven o'clock in Columbus. So I gotta leave like a red eye, get to Dayton by nine, ten o'clock in the morning, and give myself space in case some bullshit happens. So it's like I'm about to be moving that week too. So so obviously we hoping everything goes smoothly for you so you can bounce around, make all these gigs happen. Who do you have on speed dial in case there's a snafu and getting from LA to Dayton to Columbus for that wedding? So I didn't need the the LA show. I was not going to do after doing this Tucson show. <laughs> and, you gotta do the LA show. And, yes, and, 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 and knowing the amount of people, like this ain't no this ain't no toot of our own horn, but like my best friend that is this artist knows a lot of very important people in LA over the ten years he's lived there. Like he's really made some really important connections that people will come out and support this man's show. So, like, just the people that's going to be in there that could change your life will be present. So, it's like, after seeing what Tucson did for me, like, I'm not missing that show. Like, so, this is actually a gig that OPZ passed to me. Um, super, super COVID. Okay. So, he might be getting the call tomorrow or today. <laughs> like, it should be good. I got all the music for you. But, uh... I might need you at the layup line just in case. So, <laughs> um, but no, to be honest, um, my backup plan is if something happens to try to get my flight to Columbus and my wife is going to drive everything to me. So like, that's the backup. That's she's, the backup done enough, she's done enough gigs with you to know what, saw, what everything looked like. Yeah, she, she know where everything's at. She know what to grab. <laughs> she know how to load the car. Um, She's been at every gig that's you know that she can for the last probably six years. I would say like we've really been. I ain't gonna lie, but I, I've been cheap dating. Like instead of going on date night, nigga, we wait for this wedding. This wedding gonna be popping. Open bar, good food. <laughs> Sound like a date to me. So <laughs> <laughs> nah, we uh we've been definitely just kicking it at you know enjoying each other's time. That that be the time where I don't let you know. I used to be the person to make her not come because. I always felt like, as a husband, it was my job to make sure my wife was straight wherever I'm at. So imagine having to control a party and check on your wife all night. So I didn't want to have to do that. So I would make her stay at home. But now she's really a part of the, like, the, when they come over there drunk, asking for questions, talk to her. She'll tell me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it literally be, I'm busy right now. I'm trying to rock this party. So she's definitely been a huge help in that regard. That's what's up. Yeah, it's busy, busy time, and I, I, I guess I'm always crazy to be living like this with this DJ shit, and it's finally starting to happen in a way that I didn't think would, and didn't didn't know when it was gonna start, but uh, I ain't gonna say no to it.
Facts, facts, man. For me this week, so last Sunday, we went to go see Gladys Knight at the Phrase. As everybody in Ohio knows, it's been hot as fuck. It's been mm-hmm. 90, 90 plus degrees, like 100% humidity. It was hot as hell. But Gladys Knight, she tore it down. It was a good time. You know, one of the things me and the wife always talk about, especially working at the radio station, we get a lot of free shit. And definitely want to take advantage of that, but also want to take advantage of seeing these legends like a Gladys Knight, you know what I'm saying? Not to be morbid or anything like that, but, you know, these people ain't going to be here forever. You know what I'm saying? So the ability to see Gladys Knight perform and see her perform for free is always dope. But a nigga got ate alive by the mosquitoes, bruh. Ate a lot. <laughs> like, I had, like, I promise, at least seven mosquito bites on my back. I had shit on my thighs. Uh, my wife's foot was big as hell from mosquito bites, a big-ass mosquito bite on her arm. Niggas got ate alive. So that Monday, we like, damn, we got boys to men, because they're going to be at the phrase again on that Wednesday. Are we going? So it was kind of mm-hmm. questionable. But, you know, we sucked it up. We went to check out the boys to men at the phrase on Wednesday. Good show. And then yesterday, we went to the movie. So... Me and her are big movie heads. Like, we love going to the movies just like everybody else. But, you know, something about that going to the movie, that theater experience, we go see the new Candyman movie. That shit was dope. That shit was dope. Yes. And I love going to see scary movies in the theater. It's one thing to watch a scary movie at home. But, you know what I'm saying? You don't get that vibe because, you know, you in your own living room. You got the, the windows open, lights. But when they dim the lights in the movie theater, you get that element, that vibe. It was a very good movie, man. Uh, I ain't going to get no spoilers because I know uh, cats out there still want to go see it. But I definitely recommend going to see the new Candyman. And I definitely recommend going to see it in the theater. Was you, a, was you a Candyman kid in the mirror? Hell no. <laughs> Never have Not that. Not none of that Bloody Mary bull crap. Not no we- none of that. Not no Ouija board. Never. 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 Ever. Hell ever. Nah. I might All have I know, I know. Once. Really? Nah, I, I, bro. I, I, I remember sitting in somebody's closet like six, seven years old with the Ouija board with a light, like a little candle or some bullshit. And we was like doing the question and like it started moving towards the answer we didn't want and everybody just bolted because everybody thought somebody was playing. So it just was like, nah, bro. <laughs> Ain't no way. Ain't no fucking way. Lasted like four minutes. <laughs> But I was just talking about, like, you know, those urban legends and everything like that. I don't know if they had those. Well, I know they had them where y'all from. But, like, we had the urban legend of the Green Lady uh, up in Cleveland, man. So it just seeing that movie made me think of all, all the urban legends that you heard as a kid and everything mm-hmm. like that. It was dope, man. It was real good. Yeah, I went to, uh, I ain't, I was slow motion. The week I had last week, I needed that week like this week, man. But. Went to see Candyman last night. We actually went to the drive-in. Oh! That shit was... <laughs> Bruh. So we left at 8.30. It was only like a 10-minute drive. Bruh, the line just to get in the drive-in, bruh. We Which one y'all go to? Uh, uh, Dixie. Dixie? Yeah. Bruh. Did y'all go see two movies or just they did one? We just did that one, but it was like... We I, we missed part of the movie, and I, oh. I I love seeing the movie. Like we had to have somebody Facetime us that was in there while we were still sitting in traffic waiting on that turn, because 
And then I had to like turn the radio station to the right station, but it was all fuzzy because we was far back in line. Damn. We literally was waiting just in traffic to get in the in the spot in the building or whatever for about 30, almost 40 minutes. So oh. we, probably, we probably missed the first 15, maybe 15 minutes. When we got there, I had to go get popcorn. That was a whole nother line. That's another 15 minutes. So I didn't miss a good portion of the beginning, man. But from what I saw, it was good. But I, I'm probably going to go see it again. Yeah, you got to. That that first opening scene is very important to the story of the movie, man. So, yeah, you got to go see it again, man. But, yeah, it was it was real good. Like, it's like the way it's shot, it's like mm-hmm. beautiful. Like, yo, <laughs> like, like, yo, it's it's not no typical scary movie like no Nightmare on Elm Street and old Jason, where it's just like all about art, the killer just doing killer things. Like that's a storyline and a, a plot, the whole nine yards, man. So I highly recommend it. And it helps because uh, when I was getting my hair twisted, I saw the first one. I didn't, I never had seen Candyman before. So I knew this one was coming out and I wanted to see it. So I definitely had to watch the original. The original was good too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, if anybody out there going to check it out, the only Candyman you need to see is the original 92 one. You don't need to see none of the sequels. Just watch the very original one in this one. The other two, don't even waste your time because it ain't got nothing to do with those. <laughs> I didn't even know there was more Candyman. Yeah, this, this, is, this remake, our 2021 version, is a direct sequel to the original movie. So yeah. it, it, it made sense. And then when I said that, one of my homeboys was like, yeah, you got to see the second and third one. I'm no, like, do I? Because this one, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I understood everything, you know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I probably won't watch the second or third. No, no, total waste of time, total waste of time, man. So, uh, shoot, we got a veteran on the podcast, you know, Killer Kev, you served in our military, appreciate you. What yes, you think sir. about everything that's going on in Afghanistan, man? Man, it's crazy. Um, I hate to say it, but, like, it's it's from a military person that seen how much the U.S. government will, you know, make promises and and do things to say you help us, we'll scratch you, you scratch our backs, we'll scratch yours. Like there's a lot of Iraqis. I remember, I remember seeing the little trucks, and I remember seeing all these Iraqis. I always wonder, like, how are they just here right now, and we here to fuck they shit up, like. But they here to help us to translate to, you know, the unit that I was a part of was a unit that was literally put together by President Bush. It was a special unit. Um, uh, it was comprised of all branches of the military. And my unit at Fort Seal was the support for this big unit. So all the medics, the cooks, the supply, the communication guys, all the support that they would need, we were attached to that huge Un, unheard of unit like it was it was a uh, full of special forces guys that had scientists that had you know high-ranking individuals that flew in on helicopters and flew out on helicopters like it was it was some weird shit so just to see how they did over there and see what's going on in afghanistan like you shouldn't you shouldn't have waited till you know six seven eight nine ten days out to be trying to get people out of there like if you have really if you was really caring about what you what you say you're caring about and keeping to your promises, we wouldn't have the situation that we have and where herds of people are trying to get out at once. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of these people, you know, get letters and saying, Yeah, I got this showing that I'm supposed to be, you know, in the good room. 
it kind of reminds me of like the movie 2012 when everybody was trying to leave in into the big Noah's Ark because yeah. the world was ending. But you had to have that golden ticket to get on. Like some of these guys got that golden ticket, but they still ain't allowed to get on that ship. And you know, losing family and and then knowing that because of what they did for to, for us is gonna have them instantly killed by anybody that see them. So like, imagine how they got to move in their own space, but yeah. then trying to say y'all promised us help. So it's all it's all you know a mess. You know, unfortunately, government expected. You know, government's full of just mess. It's always been that way. It's always had some bullshit going on to them on the side, and this is just a bad thing. Um, it, it don't look good. It, it, who care? Like, and, and the bigger scheme is like, do do we even care how it, how it looked? Like, I don't even know if motherfuckers really even care. So, I don't know. It's, it's, yeah, I'm you, all over the place with it. But you talk about that, man. You talk about a lot of these people are going like the people that are getting on those planes that do have to go and take it. They get to be refugees in other countries and everything like that. And then like, it's people jumping the gate just trying to get up out of there because they know. Once we leave and once uh, Great Britain leaves and all the allies leave, it's all hell's going to break loose. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And I have a hard time understanding that we're doing this. But in the same breath, it's like United States is always in somebody else's business. But I understand why they're in somebody else's business, because they feel or we feel like if we don't police the world, then they'll gain enough power and then come try to take what we got. So it's like a give and take. So it's like, mm -hmm. I know a lot of people are like, man, we shouldn't have never been over there. We should, we've been over there for 20 years. Like, well then what, what's the, what's the counterpoint to that? What's, what are we supposed to do? Is supposed to let this happen and then them actually build up enough power to come for us. So it's like, right. I don't know what to do. So like people that act like they got it all figured out, I, I, I have some problem with that because there's no easy solution to this whole debacle. Cause I mean, like this happened soon after the war ended uh, from 9-11 and everything like that. So it's like, it's it's not an easy fix to any of this. And one thing that I'm like, maybe I remove myself a lot. Like, I'll keep up with the, like, you know, I know the Today Show going to give me the first four minutes going to be about that. So it's like, I'll give my day four minutes of that. But I ain't giving my day. I used to, I used to turn on CNN and leave it on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I don't do that no more like I, like I used to. But... I kind of removed myself from it, but I'm not hearing the complaints from like people when like, let's say some Haitians needed some help and we needed to bring them over. It's like you get so many complaints about you know we can't do this, America shouldn't be doing that, and it's like it's happening now and the world's seeing it. I'm just not hearing it. Like I'm hearing people coming and flying into Wisconsin and flying into Indiana and flying in like they coming straight to the states and just being like, like you saying refugees, but. You're not hearing the backlash that you would expect if it was, you know, I feel some other countries. So it's just weird. Everything's about it has been weird for me. I've been trying to trying to follow anything. And this week that I've had, one of the busiest weeks of my life has been already a task. So I've been barely keeping up. But I just always, I always felt like, you know, the government did some things or does some things that they know they're not going to really keep their word to it. Who going to check them about it? You know what I'm saying? And it's, it's sad. It's fucked up. But I just feel like that's always been a play that they, unfortunately, you know, they hold they hold the, the entry and exit card. So, you know, whatever they're trying to get accomplished, they're going to accomplish and either going to help them or you not. But if you sign up, yeah, we're going to bring you over or take care of your family. And 
know, give you, you know, this, that, and the third, and half the time these motherfuckers die trying, or, you know, or the U.S. just dip on them. I mean, it's, it's happened over and over and over. It's happened. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I just, I don't know, man. It's just weird because, you know, you have U.S. troops being invested for over 20 years, and now it's just like, out of, it kind of felt like out of nowhere. I'm not going to sit here and act like, oh, man, I've been invested in knowing what's going on for the last 20 years. But it did seem like out of nowhere, President Biden was like, eh, that's it. We out. Like, I, I know made, that. <laughs> I, was about to say, I, made, I made the right decision of getting out of the military after four years because my options was going back to Iraq. My unit was getting orders for round two the same time I was getting out. They could have stopped me from getting out and made me go, but they didn't. They just let me leave. So... I literally would have spent my whole, my retirement date would have been March 5th, 2021. Ooh. So I would have spent my whole military career dealing with this, you know, and how many tours over there, you know what I'm saying? Like, hell no. Nah. Mm. So, and, and just think about when I joined, I joined March of 01. So 9-11 hadn't even happened yet. So right. we, we, we was in 10, 11 years post uh, uh Kuwait and all that, you know, from the, the late 90s or whatever, that, the 90s when that was. So um, it was peaceful. So I joined the military, like, I'm going to get this college money and bounce. And then I get to Oklahoma, August 24th, 2001, three weeks later, 9-11, mm-hmm. 20, years, 20 years of this, you know what I'm saying? So I literally would have been my whole military, military career. And I got friends that's retiring now, coming out, Shasta Fagans, Mike Fagans, uh, the double O. He's a military guy. He just retired. So, um, I mean, his whole career, you know, he Air Force, but still his whole career would have been Dylan having to move around this. And nah, bro, I wasn't on that. Dizzle. What did you do? Uh, so, Hurricane Katrina hit New Orleans 16 years ago. How old was you when Hurricane Katrina happened? 12. Do you remember anything from that time span? Uh, I remember the infamous Kanye line. <laughs> uh, uh, remind people, remind people. What was it? George Bush does not like black people. And then you got Mike Myers looking at the nigga like, what? And then Chris Tucker had to come in. Uh, yeah, uh, just take over. But nah, man, I remember being in class, um, more than anything, being in, in school and the teachers had the TVs going put it on the news and just let us watch it. They stopped teaching and really was just a free day where we was just seeing what was going on. So it was just, it was crazy. Yeah, man. And uh, apparently New Orleans is going to be hit by another hurricane, a big time hurricane, Hurricane Ida, basically like 16 years to the day of Hurricane Katrina. For me, man, I remember Hurricane Katrina. uh, I was in Florida. Me and the homies went to a trip down to Tampa, Florida, and we were on the tarmac taxiing for hours and hours because of the rain and everything like that. And, you know, we was down there for the weekend, partying and kicking and everything like that. So we had no idea what was going on in New Orleans. Like, as we had whatever club, drinking whatever, having a party, having a blast, you know, it's a hurricane, and we don't even care or know anything about it. I didn't even know how bad the hurricane was until I got back here to Dayton. So, it was crazy to find out what had happened, and I hope that the people evacuate, and I hope the citizens of New Orleans stay safe during this next hurricane. 
my story is very similar to kids except i wasn't i wasn't traveling like far far i was literally like that like partying with the homies i had got out of the army january 05 this uh, i just looked august 23rd through august 31st of 05 is the block of katrina that they time block so i'm knee deep into my tennis scholarship at sinclair i am uh gi bill in the pocket so it's like cash in the pocket and i'm partying <laughs> the, the weekends away at miami of ohio and oxford so if I ain't catching it during the week, I ain't, the weekends are gone for news and world events. It's just straight party. So I was just in that time and space in my life. I remember seeing, like, the news and seeing, like, you know, people floating or, like, moving in the water with their shit, like, waist, chest high, and just the amount of devastation that happened. Like, I remember sitting back kind of after it, kind of the days following and really sitting there like, damn, I missed some, some world events. But, like... Yeah. My military career was full of that, missing just, like, I missed all of 03. If it happened in 03, sports-wise, I missed it, everything. So, I just, it was like, damn, I missed another world event. So, that's kind of how my time was with it. Because I was party, party, party that, that year. I feel you, man. So, I, I know a couple people that actually had to evacuate to, to, to Texas, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, when is it uh, expected to, like, touch down or, what is it, make landfall? I don't, I don't know the right verbiage for it but when is that supposed to hit they're predicting uh, anytime between like today and tuesday i believe Her, hold on let me yeah i'm looking now let's say uh because they said that that traffic is crazy everyone's trying to evacuate they've been on the road for hours it's just mayhem of everybody's just trying to get out of dodge the governor said it'd be a very serious test for their levy system sound like it's a big one um See, and I got a brother that lives or is basically from Florida. So hurricane season ain't nothing to them. That's light rain mm-hmm. in they book. He's done been on FaceTime with me on. I don't even remember the hurricane's names because it literally almost be every year a new one. But uh, he was showing me the footage and that shit looked crazy. But he was just at the crib chilling. So it's like, man, I, I'm hoping it's nothing crazy. I'm hoping it's just some heavy rain where it's not a, really a big deal. They're so talking no. about, what, 40,000 power outages? Yeah. This says 57 minutes ago, the National Weather Service um, says that we can't bear to see this on satellite. Like, we have, hard, we have hard times ahead, but we will all preserve, take all messages. We, uh, public officials and broadcast media, are saying seriously, this is a serious event. Yeah, it's a category four storm. Mm. Mm. I hate to hear that, boy. That's going to be ugly. Because I, I remember, um, so probably 2004, a girl I was dating in the military, her family was from that area, and we, we went to the uh, uh, Grambling Southern Classic. So half her family was Grambling, half her family was Southern. It was my first time like having that whole Bayou New Orleans experience, and going to the Superdome and like we were literally, I was literally in them seats, like not too not like probably the fall of '04 and then the summer '05. You know, you see that what they was what happened to that place and what they mm-hmm. used it for, and people having to live and shit and just and nasty livings in there. It was man, you don't want to see that again for for that area, but you know, 
prayers to them and hope they can, you know, pull through. Mm-hmm. Woo. That's going to be ugly. Man, prayers up, prayers up. All right, some quick hitters, man, quick hitters. All right, flaming Hot, Cheetos, Doritos, Funyuns. I know Hothead Burrito got a Hothead flaming Burrito. Now we got flaming Hot Mountain Dew. <laughs> Bruh. That sounds disgusting. A flaming hot drink. I'm good. <laughs> that might be because I, I don't even like a fireball. I don't know if y'all had fireball whiskey. I don't even like that shit. Yeah, I, I had, had that, that shit decades. Right. <laughs> Man, my kid is a, my oldest. She is a flaming hot Cheeto Taki. Like she is that kid, and I'd be like looking at her like, you're gonna have ulcers at like. 20 like what is wrong with you i can't get her to stop like when we offer the snack that's the snack she want like why you keep wanting this hot shit so she ain't said nothing to me about it i pray <laughs> to god she don't but she'd be the only one that's gonna try it in, in my household that's for sure she'd be the only one because she like that kind of shit man all i say is it's hot going in it's hot coming out Ugh. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. all right yeah, cool. uh mac MacMan says there's uh, three new little three new Little Wayne albums on the way. Y'all here for three new Wayne projects? Nah, they come on like Donda. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody in my other group chat just said the Donda album is fire, so I'm gonna need y'all to oh I'm gonna need y'all to take another listen. <laughs> How old is this person? Uh, 20, 28, 27, 28. <laughs> But remember, I got, I got, I got to get through still over half the album. So let me, you know. Yeah, you got a whole, a whole hour to go. <laughs> but nah, man, Lil Wayne, go ahead, break them three albums down into one good album, bro. We don't need three, just one good one. Yeah. Man, I, I'm just hoping uh, one good album out of those three, man, because the last couple Wayne albums been eh, eh. Uh, ATL trailer. Well, ATL two trailer dropped. Thoughts? That shit had a vibe to it. I was ready. I, I, I like the walking. I like the slow motions. I like the you know same same characters. I'm, I'm that's my movie. I love ATL. You know what that tells me is that they linked up just to shoot the walk video. They don't got no footage of nothing else. They don't got a storyline. They don't got nothing. <laughs> this shit I'm might never Dizzle. drop. I'm it's with a promo Dizzle. commercial. Yeah, a promo commercial to see. Test the water to see see if he might bite on it or not, and then we gotta write mm-hmm. something. Exactly. Yeah, they, they probably had a, a a reunion party in Atlanta to hang out and everything like that, and they was like, "Oh man, this would be dope. Let's let's tingle the carrot out there and see what happens. See if people really want to fox with a part two of it." We Would don't. Y'all... <laughs> Damn, this nigga. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. These niggas oh, are too old. Them. Like, what are we what are we watching them for? Because what was Dude, they? Dude's that arm got to Dude, I was 30 when they paid this shit. <laughs> what was he playing? A high schooler? He was a high schooler. Yeah. Am I tripping? Yeah. Yeah. New gonna have her own shit now. She gonna still be wealthy. She gonna run into the TI. They gonna figure it out. See, it was like a coming of age movie. And these niggas is too. At this point, what stories do we care to tell? Because the first movie was it was a good movie. It ended. Nothing was left for a sequel or a follow-up. I don't want to see these niggas raising children. I like, what are, <laughs> what are they going to be doing? Hey, man, you're right. I mean, we didn't get a 
Boys in the Hood 2. We didn't get a Mr. Society 2. Uh, we didn't get a Juice Part 2. It's like, you know, some things are just left at best at one movie. But yeah. if they were to make a Part 2, it would have to be about young people. And they would have to have co-starring yeah. roles. They wouldn't be the stars of the movie. They would have to get some other people. And they would basically be... Uh, cameos in the movie you know what i'm saying Cause, cause nobody gotta, wants like, to see that with them as adults like you gotta think with like people often forget some of the little like monica was in that movie she was the waffle house racers mm-hmm. uh, dj drama was in there big boy was in there i know that who i think it is <laughs> it, was, it, it was a couple little atl you know shout outs in there to where they would definitely have to bring that same vibe with the atl artists of now so they can make it work. It'd be like the soul playing ATL movie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Keep uh, it. OnlyFans backtracks. They said they are going to allow porno filters <laughs> or whatever the hell. I didn't even know what to say. Uh, OnlyFans adult, adult content. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. They, they saw the <laughs> porn content. They, whatever. They saw that fourth quarter projection in the business meeting and said, hell no, nah, we can't cut it that deep. Yeah, uh, they they saw what that bottom line number was gonna be like, and you created that space. So why jump away from it now? Just because like like you created that vibe of like, hey, come here and show your big toe, and somebody will give you ten dollars <laughs> if you're looking at it. Like, and you want to show your ass, you might get thirty. Like, so <laughs> it, it, like they created that vibe. So yeah, live in it, live in it. The fact that they are the name for the adult content sharing space it would be stupid for them to try to venture into the actual social realm of it like um what's their competition i saw tyga came out with something he dropped um uh, he stopped his only fans and now is on on his own uh platform but if it ain't only fans what else is it Right. right, right, and how fast, how fast that shit got win? I mean, everybody knew all OnlyFans was pretty quickly. And I mean, like a lot of people. So when you get a movement like that, you better live in that space and get that bread. You better turn to Ron Jeremy minus the jail time out here. <laughs> it's all about the money, dog. Uh, Ray Vaughn, did y'all watch that Ray Vaughn freestyle? Hell yeah, that nigga was going. <laughs> now, never heard of him before. Found out I he signed either. a TDE. I saw so him I'm a rock. I'm going yeah. to rely on Dizzle. <laughs> I'm going to rely on Young Dizzle, who is Ray Vaughn. I have no idea, but I did some research off of the freestyle because the freestyle was crazy. I watched the freestyle a couple of times. I was uh, pooping, and I put it on. And I said, hold on, look. <laughs> I got. I had to stop it, and I had to like finish what I was doing and, and, and play it back because I was like, hold on, because he was, he was going in. But I did some research. I don't like the songs that I've heard of him. So <laughs> it's niggas that can rap and do the little radio station freestyles, and then I check out their actual music, and it's just I don't know. Like I hope it's not a situation, but this is kind of like how I look at Kanye now. If Kanye, if I give it, if I pick the beats for Kanye and tell him to rap, I'm gonna be so amped. If he picked the beats, you yeah. gotta, you know, I, who knows what we're gonna get? Because I always said this about artists: always artists are always searching for that new one. Trying to keep that thing going, and like sometimes they just jump out their bag so far that like, man, we loved you when you just did that that boom mm-hmm. back shit. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes just keep it simple. Like we loved you in that space, and you could have rolled that way forever. But if you felt like I gave y'all see average work, and I got so much more to give, it's hard to tell that artist to not go for it. So I, I get why that why it happens to people. 
if I picked the beats for Kanye or for any rapper that I felt like I liked, like that are, that has kind of like astray from where they are, I think they they'll be right where I want them, but they ain't picking the beats that I want them to pick. Yeah, I yeah. do like that Kendrick joint though. Kendrick Baby King. Ah, <laughs> I was scared. I was scared, <laughs> but I fucks with it. Oh man, for me with the Rayvon, like that freestyle did exactly what it was supposed to do for him. It got people to check out his other music. I checked mm-hmm. out some of the joints. I was like, I wasn't overall impressed, but you know, not he down with TDE. You know, maybe get some better beats. Maybe they can steer his career in a different direction. So a it got, it got a people, but yeah, it's a, it's an open a lane. It's an open lane. Open <laughs> and he can rap, which is yeah. which is, but most of the battle, he can rap. So yeah, hopefully they get them together. That shit was hard as fuck. Uh, so this week uh, was a 20-year anniversary since Aaliyah passed away and several others in a plane crash. Also, her second album, One of a Million, is now streaming on all musical platforms. Give me y'all Aaliyah takes. We found that out on the Nashville Drive, randomly looking for music. The wife said, oh, shit, Aaliyah on here. <laughs> that, was, that was one of our whole, we listened to the whole Aaliyah album, One in a Million. All the way, I think, to Nashville. So it was just nice to have to like listen to all those tracks and just think about how long that's been a fight. I mean, like they would use, they would sell off songs for this, that, and third. But when it came to streaming, it was never like it was always a fight, and I never, I never got it. I mean, that's she had the potential to be Beyonce before Beyonce. You know, she was really about to be uh, one of those top, you know worldly stars that you only can go by one name and everybody know who you're talking about like in the world like she was she was feet and inches away from that life you know what I'm saying and it was headed in that direction and for it to crash down like that so I'm just happy to have the music back you know yeah. it's nice to be able to be at a party and type in the Lee and a bunch of shit pop up versus just what I have on my laptop which I, I have most of the shit because I lived through that time and space but it's nice to be able to quickly grab anything Aaliyah that I really want now. So, and it's a bunch of shit that you ain't heard in a minute that you couldn't get access to that we ended up Aaliyah in most of that drive. So that was kind of dope. So. Yeah, they said uh, September the 3rd, another Aaliyah album, September the 10th. Wait, I think it's like the Romeo Must Die soundtrack and mm-hmm. then the Aaliyah self-title. But then the uncle came out in the interview talking about some uh, a new Aaliyah album. So yeah, but those we're going to see. Those Drake and Chris Brown songs and everything like that, that was supposed to be officially released. Uh, as for me, man, like, everybody of my age, man, they had a super crush on Aaliyah. Like, big time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was a big time Aaliyah fan. And uh, like you said, Killer, I had the music right there on your phone. Like, I still got the CD somewhere in the garage and everything like that. So if I ever had the urge to listen to it, I would have to look for it there or just find some bad copies on YouTube and listen to them that way. But like you said, to have it right there on your phone, ready to listen to, big thumbs up. But the biggest thing for me, listening back to it, man, Timberland and Missy was in a fucking bag. Like they was for for her uncle, basically to link his niece up with them, to take her career to a next level. Because I mean, obviously she worked with R. Kelly, and that's a whole different bag of grapes. But mm-hmm. for her to be able to work with like it or not, R. Kelly was one of the greatest songwriters and producers of all time. And then for her to work with Missy and Timbaland, Timbaland with the beats, Missy with the pen game, like she was truly blessed to work with some creative minds to bring out the best of her talents, man. So 
I, anybody that hasn't heard one in a million in a long time, go listen to that and just remember that Missy and Aaliyah and uh, Static Major from uh, Player did all the writing on that album, and Timbo and Missy did all the beats on that album. So it's mm-hmm. a hell of a project. Yeah, definitely. And that was like the high of their career too. It was just, boy, that shit was rolling. I, I watched the uh, Dream, Dream Champs with uh, Timberland and um, Swiss talking about their verses, but Tim touched on some Aaliyah stories and some topics during that Dream Champs interview. That was pretty, you know, just stories you don't really get to hear a lot about how he was feeling, the depression he went through, you know, where he was at, and some people that brought him out of that space. And, like, he really was, like, like life was over for him when that happened, you know what I'm saying? So... It's just nice to hear that story from you know from Tim's side. Yeah, man. And last one, man. TikTok is banning the milk crate challenge. God <laughs> damn it! Thumbs so I down. I saw one this morning, man, and it was from that 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 flyer dude that'd be like fillet when they be doing yeah, 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 yeah. Man, he, he he said something about dude. His head snapped back so far that the back of his head hit the back of his back. Like, like <laughs> dude face planted and his head was like, boom. I mean, it was a hard snap, like whiplash like a motherfucker. But that shit, I still, every time I see one new, I'm tagging y'all in it all week. Even with the week I had, I was like, no matter what time, 6 a.m., 1 a.m., whenever <laughs> I was up, y'all getting that tweet that text whatever them shits are hilarious to me i cannot stop if i see one i i give it to 10 seconds every yeah. time i feel it though man tiktok banning i feel it because there's folks dying out here from the from the challenge it's somebody died there's been a couple deaths hold on was it i, I, I heard yeah. about the, the, the drive-by shooting that happened at one but are people actually dying from falling or well, is it me... just these idiots that shooting up the spot I was I'm going off the head. I was going off the headline. I didn't read the article. I, I admit it. I was going off the headline. Someone dies from milk crate challenge. But um, something else I gotta say. They gotta get some standardized crates because I've been seeing people flexing with these wide ass non-standard regulation ass crates, bro. They, right. they don't count. They running through it. You know, it's not even as tall. You gotta have at least seven. At the peak is seven, and they can't seven? be these seven. And it's not these wide ass crates, so I'm gonna get that shit together. Yeah, if they ain't orange or blue with some shit written on them, man, I don't want. <laughs> they gotta be the real deal. Folks yeah. got the gentrified crates where it's all <laughs> high quality, long, wide as fuck. That ain't it, man. I I ain't seen no. Uh, I just Google, but somewhere in Dallas, some woman was severely injured, like broke her neck type shit. I ain't yeah. like, the only thing I've seen is people have been shot at while doing, you know, like two gotcha. people were shot at at a milk crate challenge at so and so, you know, city. Man, okay, boy, so man. I take it back then. Nobody died, at least not yet. But that but shit is this, crazy. This, this, this person in Dallas is in critical condition. Like she's still in the hospital. Yikes! Yikes! Oh, it's well, a video we, too. We wish her the best. Oh, this one say, hold on, somebody did die. Oh shit. She died. She she did it at a gas station, bro. At a gas y'all. station. I'm about to show y'all. We can get this on the Hell nah. So you gotta do it in the grass. Like yeah, she bought a, a she bought a pump 
Wow. Why would they do that right there? So, and they said she passed? Yeah, it's a breaking news. Dallas woman dies after attempting to take challenge at a gas station August 25th. Hey, concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Grass only. Grass only, man. Well, there it is, fellas. Another episode. You can't make this up podcast. Kev Nash. DJ Killer Kev. Donda, 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 <laughs> Donda, Donda. Yeah, we want a full review from you next week, Dizzle. I, can't wait. <laughs> I got you. We out till next week. Peace.